Welcome back to the Casual Heresy Podcast. My name is Michael. And I'm Spencer. Yeehaw! Yee! Alright, so there's been some interesting news, you know, like there always is across the world. So we're going to be discussing some of that today, but first we'll begin in a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day. Thank you for our listeners. Thank you for Michael and my friendship. Thank you for the poor. Thank you for your face, your impact, Lord, in and through everyone, especially the poor. May we seek to help them as you guide us, Lord. We may seek to go on mission to do your will in our lives every day. Lord, we ask that you give us the graces and give us the faith to say yes in good and bad circumstances. We ask all of this in your precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, so this news. Yeah, apparently, allegedly, you know, Shia LaBeouf is converting to Catholicism. You know, Sam from Transformers. Just do it. Make your dreams come true. Insert squat. Do it. That's awesome. Yeah, so he talked on Bishop Barron's podcast and they were just having a discussion about it. It just seems odd because of like where Shia has come from and like what he's who he's seen as, I guess. Yeah, I don't know much about Shia LaBeouf other than the awesome music video Shia LaBeouf Live. Memes. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but but so g- give me some give me some context here because I don't usually follow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't to be honest, I don't follow <laughs> celebrities that closely either. But I don't know. I mean, he was a meme <laughs> or he probably still is. Um, but I know he's had, a uh, many moments of, not even moments, just many times in his life, he's had very low lows, like depression and suicidal lows and stuff like that. Um, and how he talks about it, just how this, he was in one of those lows basically and like. Obviously, he's a popular celebrity, so he even says that he has, like, an ego and that this opportunity to be Padre Pio came and he said yes to it. And, like, he didn't know that it was going to change his life, you know? So it's really cool to see the impact of what Christ can do in circumstances where... I mean, we can think that, oh, it's just something that we're doing. But then God's like, nope, this is going to change the trajectory of your life forever. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's like that St. Augustine quote. uh, There is no 
saint without a past and there's no sinner without a future. Mm-hmm. So right, he's got a past, but he's in. He's going to the church now. So yeah, praise God. So I think he's gonna. Do you, do you suppose we're gonna get to start having um, pray the rosary with Shia LaBeouf on Halo? <laughs> because <laughs> you can do that. You can do that with Mark Wahlberg now because yeah. I know he's already Catholic, but that's undoubtedly because he played Father Stu. Mm-hmm. So now that uh, Shia LaBeouf is gonna be Catholic and he plays Padre Pio. Do we get to pray the rosary with with uh, Shia LaBeouf on Halo? Because I think that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. He does have like a d- very distinct voice, like a deeper voice, <laughs> so it could be soothing. So, so does Mark Wahlberg, though. Yeah. Distinctive, not necessarily soothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it's soothing. I don't know, but sometimes yeah. deep voices can be soothing. Is what I meant more or less. <laughs> <laughs> There's sometimes, I don't know where, where Mark Wahlberg is from. It sounds like the East Coast, though, when he's talking. And sometimes when he's praying the rosary, it just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I know he's had the an impact through the Latin Mass. Um, like, yeah, his life was just a disaster before doing this but so is he already catholic or is he becoming catholic um i would assume he's uh, i don't know it seems like we he is tag already him in this but we he should tag him in this episode and then he can just tell us <laughs> right he's converting let's just say that i mean conversion is a lifelong thing not to catholicism necessarily but I wouldn't be surprised if he was already, but at the same time, it would make sense if he's not, because it could be a process, but he, at the same time, he's been with monks for how long now? A while. I mean, that has to be kind of kind of great in and of itself, mm-hmm. just to go live with some monks for a few months. Yeah, and he, he, was like, really, he was really mind blown about that, just how these men can, like he can just, Shia was just hanging out with them, having dinner with them. They didn't ask anything of him. He didn't owe them anything. It's yep. like, that's so powerful. And like, it Just blew his mind. It's yeah. like being on a retreat for several months and then just, do you mm-hmm. know, you see actual community like that? Like, yeah. I feel like when we, in, when we use community as like kind of a buzzword in the church today, whether we know it or not, we're trying to emulate religious orders. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's the pinnacle of Christian community. Yeah. And if you've ever interacted with a group of nuns or a group of brothers, it's just one of the most awesome things ever because they are like a giant, a giant family. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I, I need some of it. Like I need this. Yep. I don't know what it is. Do I need to become a, a priest or become a nun? Like, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I like this group. I like the impact they, this feeling that I get around them. Like, there's no That's doubt. Like, um, if if you're open, <laughs> you get you get those little jitter feelings. I've heard uh, somebody said though that they somebody was saying they didn't want they wanted to discern religious life because they thought they'd be bad at marriage. They didn't want to get married. 
And whoever they were talking to was like, then you shouldn't be looking at religious life because being a monk is like being married to 20 other dudes that you live in a house with. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not, if you think you'd be bad at marriage, that doesn't mean you should go try to escape to religious life because it's not going to be better for you. Because <laughs> it still is a, it's still a marriage in some sense to the church. Yep. Yep. <laughs> or, if you, or if you're a sister, then it's to Christ. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can't really escape that one. <laughs> it's kind of part of being human. Yeah. You have relationships. <laughs> Otherwise, we don't strive and we die. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's about all I know. You know, I'm just giving you the very thin tip of the iceberg on Shia LaBeouf and what's popping in Catholicism never, about him. Yeah. I'm never going to be able to listen to that song the same way again. <laughs> Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. There was a guy, I don't know if you knew, if you remember, there was a guy at the Newman center years and years ago who used to talk about how like we were, uh, cannibals in Christ and we should start a metal band and call it, cannibals in christ (laughs) i I don't know (laughs) i feel like i've heard that before but i can't pin that ended up on the that ended up on the quote wall for a while okay (laughs) but um but now every time i hear that song that's what i'll be thinking of actual cannibal shia labeouf Hmm. cannibals in christ (laughs) so when I was at Mass today, because this is a Sunday, we're recording this on a Sunday, I was at Mass this morning, and we had a, a priest who is a missionary from Africa, and uh, I can't remember the name of his uh, organization that he was with, but it's like a religious order for priests. Mm-hmm. Um, it was founded by this Italian guy in the 1800s. He went to Africa to be a missionary. And from that guy, it has since grown into kind of most of Roman Catholicism in Africa, if I understand it correctly. So most of the churches and parishes in Africa are a result of this mission. Um, And it was really amazing because he was telling stories about he's, um, what did he say? He said he's 28 years old and he's been a priest for six years. So that means he was ordained when he was my age. (laughs) which is just kind of bananas <laughs> just off the off right off the bat that's kind of bananas and then he was stationed at a, a mission in Benin in West Africa and he said he was one of three priests there and on Easter weekend when he was there they would just him he alone would baptize somewhere around 700 people that weekend and he joked that it was like it was like being on the on the fire brigade just passing buckets of water and i just think he said he referenced this statistic it's apparently a whole book called the church of tomorrow or something like that Hmm. about how how the church is growing and where the church is growing because like right now he talked about the three countries with the most catholics are brazil mexico and the u.s and i was amazed the u.s was in the top three to be honest because i didn't think we were going to be but he said they project by 2050 the U.S. will have dropped to number four behind the Philippines. Brazil and Mexico will still be the number two. But what did he say? Um, 
Uganda, Nigeria, and the Democratic Republic of the Congo will all be in the top ten. Wow. And that's I that's just amazing to me. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I, I don't know. I think it's amazing to think about that kind of mission work because I think here in the U.S. especially, when somebody says they're going on mission, it very rarely means actually going to a mission to help convert people. Mm-hmm. Like, usually, it's not a bad thing, but usually it means going to volunteer somewhere and they want you to pay their salary. Like, there's nothing that I don't really have anything against that, but I think it's amazing that there still are places we could where this kind of work is being is being done you know mm-hmm. and and so effectively as well like he talked about one parish where there are three priests in south sudan it's a mission serving an area the size of puerto rico jeepers and they walk walk for like 3 days at a time before they get to the next church and they stay there for a couple days and they say if you the priest if you had a priest for a couple days saying mass and hearing confessions and he leaves you will not see another priest in for like eight to nine months it's just like we <laughs> yeah it's like so part of me I, i'm just amazed and part of me i'm really kind of filled with hope and joy mm-hmm. that there is that part of the church is still alive and kicking somewhere because you know you look at church history and that's been going on all throughout church history and i think in the u.s we have scandal we have issues we have low church attendance it's easy to get depressed and to say yeah the church is falling apart Mm -hmm. it's like no the church is still growing this church is still what did he say the gospel the gospel will never disappear or something like that that's what he like ended the homily with he's like I don't know. That was just really cool to me. And it made me think that we should stop sending people to go volunteer at random parishes where we can pay them six figures and calling that mission work. And we should just send them to Africa to help these guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> because Give them a vehicle or something. Off, right. They don't even have a car. It's like we, I mean, heck, if, if we bought a car for the missionary priests in Africa for every uh, recent college grad that we send to go volunteer at a parish or a Newman Center, my gosh, I can't help but feel we'd be doing more for the church, and maybe that's a bold claim, but I just I think I think it's it's potentially valid, you know. Yep. I mean, think about if those if those priests in South Sudan could drive to their churches, they could almost have mass at least once a month, if not every week, at most of those churches. Mm-hmm. And and a you know a dollar goes a lot farther in that part of the world than it does here. Mm-hmm. And then this week, this weekend at the church that I went to, there was a missionary, from a priest from Guatemala. Oh, yeah? And he was saying how, um, well, obviously it's dangerous down there. I mean, mm-hmm. many, multiple countries in Central America and South America just not good places um just turning communist um or are already um but he said there's like 16 something like 16 million people there population um he said that they have 65 
um, seminarians in formation. Um, and for the whole country. Yeah, I think so. Oh my gosh. And he said him, he's one of 12 children and he has one brother that became a priest and out of him and his cousins, his brother and his cousins, there's eight of them that are priests. So that's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, but yeah, they, they need help down there too. Yeah. I mean, they, they talk about that. We're going to become the new we the, the Americas are going to become the new mission territory because the church in the U S and South America and Central America has kind of lost so much of its ang- its identity. The pre shortage here has gotten so out of control that like, I mean, that's why we have a lot of Indian and African priests coming in mm-hmm. because they have so many more priests. They have so many more Catholics that they can send some to help us. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, like I said, I'm still amazed that the U S is in the top three countries for highest number of Catholics, Catholic population. I just, I feel like you'd never know that walking around. Yeah. Like, I know it's close to like a whole quarter of the entire country is Catholic, but like we don't express that. I don't even, I'm not even trying to say we're lukewarm. It's just like me, myself, I don't walk around and like openly talk about Catholicism to anybody I bump into at work or something without them asking me about it, you know? Like we're really we're really closed off and tight lipped in this country. And it's almost like like I said, I'm not trying to say people are lukewarm. There are a I lot of though, people that are. They, they, that there just, is a lot. It's yeah. A habit to just go on Sunday and holy yep. days of obligation th- and just do the thing. But I think there are plenty of people that actually believe mm-hmm. but that just don't don't do anything with that. You know? Indifferent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, know, I don't know if that's really different from being lukewarm, but it's like, they actually do believe in God and the church, and they think all of that is important, but they're not gonna, they're not gonna be uncomfortable for it, you know? Yeah. So then they, they, their belief is... Hmm. It... It's limited... Mm-hmm. Because it's not the full belief. And how much do we take it for granted? I mean, think about that. If you, if you had to wait eight to nine months in between receiving the sacraments. Mm-hmm. I can hop in my car and go to Mass almost any hour of the day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like there's a... I complain about all kinds of things going on in the church all the time, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily on here, but like in my own mind or just with you when we're talking, but I feel like it's easy to take for granted the, the structure that we already have in place. Yeah. We already have parishes. We already have priests. We already have communities. And I think our job now is to just not let them die. That's what we as Catholics in this country need to do. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's kind of my soapbox is to invest in your parish, not with your money, but with your time and your, your talents, you know, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I just think it's really cool. I still think it's a real cool story. Yeah. That's awesome. Like I can't even physically picture 700 people being baptized at once. Maybe like, what maybe, does that look maybe like? seven, but that's yeah. about it. <laughs> Still, that would be crazy here. Yeah, it would. Dang. Well, would you like to end us in a prayer, Michael, on that note? Sh- sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time together. I ask you to bless all our listeners. I ask you to fill us with the grace to be ever more converted to you and your church. Inspire us to follow your will for us. Give us the strength to answer your call to reignite our parishes our missions we ask you to bless the church in a particular way the church in Africa and Shia LaBeouf we ask all this in your precious and holy name Amen Amen. in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen Amen From life cheers to you. God bless. Peace.